We're so glad you're here with us this morning. My name is Joe. I serve as one of the pastors here at Riverbend. And one of the things I wanted just to lay out on the front end, first of all, is we're glad each and every one of you is here. If you're a first-time guest, we want to welcome you. We'd love to get to know you. You can fill out a connection card form online or right outside the gathering spaces. And we actually have a gift for you. It's a gift bag that you can grab on your way out. It's just directly across the hall here. The second part that I wanted to let you know is today's going to feel a little different in the sense of how we normally do things. Uh, because usually how we normally do things is we usually wait to the end of our time to do the offering. But because we're ending it a little different today and providing an opportunity for response through prayer, I wanted to let you know to prepare yourself for that as well as we're going to be receiving communion. And communion is a chance for you and I to remember all that Christ has done for us, to thank him for the sacrifice that he's made for us. And it's designed for those who are followers of Jesus. So towards the end of our time together, we'll have a chance to respond through prayer and through communion. And so that leads us to another opportunity of responding on the front end of our time, and that's through the giving of gifts. So I want to invite you, if you are here and you're part of Riverbend Community Church, I'm going to invite you to join us in the mission that God has called us to. And there's a couple ways that you can do that. First of all, it's through giving of yourself and serving, and that's one of those ways, not just on a Sunday morning, but through your life. But the second part is through the giving of gifts. And so there's a couple different ways you can do that. You can text it in, you can use the app, you can mail it in, you can go online or on your way out today. There's a a basket that you can put your offering right in. I want you to know it's because of your generosity we're able to join Jesus in what he's doing. In fact, over this weekend, we've had a lot of opportunities and experiences, whether that was the men's event yesterday that we had, and we had such a great, great time connecting as men and encouraging each other, or today, following our gathering from 3.30 to 5.30, we're going to be packing 80 meals to serve our brothers and sisters in a ministry called Ripple to meet the tangible needs that they have and to do it in the name of Jesus. So we want to demonstrate who Jesus is, and we want to proclaim who Jesus is. It's all possible because of your generosity. So I want to thank you for that. and so grateful for all that God is doing. And then the next part of what I want to mention to you today is that we're continuing to move forward with our foundations piece. And I mentioned to you guys that we're looking towards September. So September 19th, our hope and our goal is to provide foundations on a weekly basis, but we need each and every one of us to consider our part to play in that because we love the next generation. We believe that they're part of the church, not only tomorrow, but of today. And so if you don't know what foundations is, it's our children's ministry. And so we're just so excited about what God's doing in that, that realm. So I want to just ask you to prayerfully consider being a part of that. And then lastly, I'm excited to introduce someone who's a good friend of mine, who has been a significant part of helping me in my own journey and helping many of us as well. And her name is Beth Ann Miller. Beth Ann Miller uh, serves and leads what's called Safe Place Ministries. And that ministry is set up and designed to help others process in the ministry context and debrief what they've experienced as well as counseling people and walking alongside them. And one of the things I wanted her to do today is, first of all, just to lay out a a challenge to help us to respond to all that we've heard. But I also think there's power and value in hearing a voice from a female perspective as well. Because as we've been in this teaching series, Freedom Starts Today, we've heard from four four guys. But I believe Bethann has so much 
to offer and to share with us. She's an incredible communicator as well. So can we give a round of applause for Beth Ann Miller as she makes her way to the stage? Thanks, Joe. Um, I'm very grateful for the subdued feeling that's in the room right now and even the weather um, because I feel like it's corresponding with what I have felt um, and what the leadership has felt that the Lord has wanted to do specifically today. So we are going to have a chance for prayer and for response. But before I get started, does everyone, if you indeed are taking communion, the body of Christ uh, representing today, does everyone have this before I get started? If not, raise your hand and someone will come around. Can we see everybody see that? Just keep your hand raised until you get it and then put your hand down, okay? Because it, it, it's going to be important. Over the last four weeks, we have heard Chris speak, and he began speaking about his own journey with alcohol and caring, uh, coping, and how that became a destructive force in his life, um, and him owning that and coming forward in that, even as a pastor, as a leader. And then we went into hearing Mike speak about um, impact of trauma as a child and how that works out in adulthood and some of the decisions we make that are destructive for ourselves as adults and what it means to step into freedom with that. And then we heard Keith speak about complacency and what happens when we're apathetic and just kind of doing the next thing as we go and not really joining with what the Lord has for us and what that produces inside ourselves. Excuse me, are you Libby? It's so nice to meet you. I've heard about you for years. I'm sorry. So I look forward to connecting with you later. So we heard from Keith about the complacency in ourselves, And then uh, last week, we heard from Joe about triggers of trauma and, and how that affects our life and the trajectory that that can put us on. And at the end of each one of these times and through it, we heard this familiar question again and again and again. Do you want to be made well? And I'm going to hold out this same question to you today, but more than me, because really, guys, my words don't hold a lot of weight, nor should they, but the spirit of the living God, who is in pursuit of you, asked this question. We saw Chris showed the scene from uh, the man paralyzed, and Jesus asking him this bizarre question. I have had to ask this question to myself. I still have to ask this question to myself. And I can respond to myself or I can respond to the spirit of the living God. And often we make our pursuit of God the main thing. I have to do this. I have to do this. But in 1 John, it states clearly that we love God. Why? Because he first loved us. Friends, he's the pursuer, not us. He's the pursuer in our life and as we walk through progressively into different places of freedom. So that means we have a response. It means we're invited into that place with him. In my own life, this had to happen. Some of you have read it. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. There was a little snippet of my story. I feel like I've led four different lives. Um, In my 54 years on earth thus far, and I'm thankful for each part of them, though there are a few parts I wouldn't redo. When I was 22 years old and in a psychiatric institution dealing with a severe eating disorder and anxiety, um, 
in California. It was a specialized hospital that I checked myself into. And I begged, I begged the woman. It was one-on-one because I was under suicidal watch. And I begged the aide there, leave me alone for five minutes. Just leave me alone for five minutes. And she said, you can go into the bathroom, but the door is going to be cracked. And I got down on my knees, and this is a true story. I got down on my knees, and I said, Father, if you're the same God that I knew as a child, then I surrender my life to you and do something with me. And there were no cherubs flying around the toilet, you guys. The hallelujah chorus didn't break out. It was a gritty, true, raw prayer from my heart of, Dear Jesus, I come to you, and I need you, or I will die. So it wasn't all flowery. (laughs) It was a grit, raw response to the need that was so surfacing in myself. And coming from New York, I had never traveled before. It was my first plane ride, and I was so thrilled to see a palm tree. To me, that meant life and health and beauty. But my own choices and the sins committed against me had buried me in a place. They'd capture me where I wasn't free. So when I went outside into the courtyard where we could go um, to smoke, and at that time I did smoke, and it was a much healthier coping mechanism than what I was choosing otherwise, I went out to to smoke, and, and there was a big brick wall, and right beyond the brick wall was a palm tree. And it struck my heart so deeply that I couldn't touch the palm tree. I was captured by something. And the Lord wants to invite me. He wants to invite you continually to, no, no, no. I've come that you might have life abundant, that our own choices and the choices or the sins done to us are keeping us from the palm tree, from the whatever it is in your life. And friends, it's not up to us to have a white-knuckled response to to it. Is our strength exactly what I just said, a white-knuckle response? Or is this about an invitation to relationship? You see, if I white-knuckle responses, if you white-knuckle responses, what the white-knuckle means, you're holding on so tightly and it's tense. What I do to my cats, it's called cute aggression. White-knuckled means that's up to me. I have to obey the Lord. I have to do this. I, 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 I. Friends, that's not a godly posture. That's only going to get us so far. The book of Galatians talks about it. That's your own will. That's you abiding by the law. But Christ came on the cross as a substitute to say, I got this. You just need to respond. I've got this. I've done it. It is finished. You just need to respond. So when I went into my own biblical counseling with with two women from the church, that first question they asked me, and I was so angry, do you want to be made well? And I had to consider, do I want to be made well? And they wouldn't let me answer it right away. They said, no, take a week and then call us and let us know. Because I had to own that. And I was scared because that meant I... That meant I was given permission for the Lord and others to come into those places of my heart. Literally, thank the Lord, I said yes to that, right? And then began a very arduous journey to freedom, still being made free today. I'm not there. Friends, I haven't arrived anywhere. I just asked my husband. I'm still on that journey, as 2 Corinthians 4 says. We go from strength to strength until we each stand before him. And then we're made like him. So I'm on that journey with you. 
But if all this is, if all this is in our life is a white-knuckled response, at some point, something's going to intersect your life, and you're not going to have the willpower or the strength. And that's where the rubber meets the road then. This is where true change can happen. The scripture says this, though, in, in Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. That means you're being invited today boldly. That means with complete confidence, as it says in the Amplified translation. Complete confidence to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace and help in your time of need. That's what the Lord wants to give to you. That's what the Spirit of Christ wants to provide for you today. Help in the time of need. Mercy and grace. Not more willpower. Because that comes to an end. The power of the living God never comes to an end. The same power in Romans 6. Let's go on to the next slide, Robin. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is at work in you. Have you ever given consideration to that? That same power that Jesus died on the cross, and then Easter morning when we celebrate it, that same breath, that Yahweh, and that word Yahweh that we sang about to that, that's a, it literally means breath. That same breath that was breathed when God breathed the breath of life into Adam and Eve. Yahweh. That same breath is available to you this morning, today. To breathe life into those parts that are dead. To, to say, Lazarus, come forth. Mike, come forth. Chris, Heath, Joe, Bethann, come forth. It's that breath of God that's inviting us today. That's there for us today. That same power that raised Christ from the dead is present for you today. Friends, this isn't about hearing someone speak, and this isn't about another great teaching. This is you responding to the living God. This is you and I making a decision to say, regardless of who's around me, regardless of what's going on in my life, as for me, I will serve the living God. Let's look at a heart posture that will either prevent us from this or actually tap us into this power. James 4, 6 and 7 says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. That word opposes is a very um, powerful word picture. It literally means to set and battle ray against. Can you put up that image, Robin? This is literally what it means. Okay, so when I or you take the heart posture of not submitting to the Lord, of not humbling ourselves to the Lord, this is the heart posture we're taking. We are literally saying, and I know in this picture it's probably under a different context, but if we look at it from our own posture to the Lord, we are saying, I will oppose you. And he positions himself to stand in battle ray against us. Why? Because the Lord can't be mocked. Because he already provided this to the cross of Christ. But that's not the posture our father wants to take with us. 
The posture is the openness to come to receive mercy and grace and help in our time of need. I've done this in my own life. Have you? Raise your hand if you have this heart posture or you have done in vulnerability. Just raise your hand. Okay, you're in good company. Please don't stay there. (laughs) There's an invitation. So if we set our heart against the Lord, the scripture says he opposes the proud. Friends, no, please don't stay there. I understand and talk to enough people and understand my own experience, what leads us to this places, but please don't set up camp there. Goes on to say, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee for you. This is one of those portions of scripture where there's a progression. And when you see progressions in scripture, pay attention to them. The Lord does provide ingredients for particular things all through scripture. This is one of them. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. A lot of times in my own experience and others, there's resisting the devil, right? Devil, get away from me. The devil made me do it. (laughs) Oh, it's because of this stressful situation or this person, right? I'm resisting the devil. We even tell people, man, the devil is after me, right? Satan's after me. And we can't figure out why he's not fleeing from us. Are you submitted? Are we submitted? Is our heart posture that frame, that picture of God in battle ray against us because we're so proud and proud as far as I don't need him, not pride in the job well done. That's a different story. But proud and I don't need him. So we try and resist the devil and expect him to flee from us, but we're not submitted. We're missing a step, friends. And submission is one of those words that has um, a really bad rap, (laughs) specifically today, and, and rightfully so. It can be gravely misused that leads to abuse. But submission literally means this, and this is the Google dictionary, not Tim Keller's says this the action i had to say that the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or or authority of another person if anyone has gone to a jewish wedding they have a chuppah it's called the chuppah which is a canopy they stand under that symbolizes submission that's where the greek word submission comes from and that means it's a place of provision protection Safety and accountability. Submission is not just to say, do what I say. That will not breed life in our hearts. The book of Galatians talks about this. That's the law. Just do what I say. We can't. I can't. But we're invited to hoopah. Not sure if I'm using that accurately in the Greek but we're invited to come under that covering with the Lord for that protection, for that freedom, for provision. To have that same power that raised Christ from the dead active inside ourselves. Where are the places in your life that you're not submitted? 
Because you can't be made well without first submitting. Otherwise, you're just white knuckling. And that's only going to go so far. Good intentions are simply that, good intentions. What are the places in our life that we need to submit to the living God? I don't want to speak long, and I'm not going to, because, again, you don't need to hear my voice. You've heard from from leaders in our group. But what's needed, friends, is for us to respond to God. And that's what I'm going to set the stage for. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. The mission to him brings us to a place of freedom and to rest. There's nothing magical about coming up and being prayed for. During my own time of seeking freedom, um, I went to a very Pentecostal church, so there was always like prayer calls or whatever we would call altar calls. And whether it was for marriage, I wasn't married at the time, whether it was for um, anything that was going on, I shot like a rocket right up to the front. Because I knew unless that spirit of Christ living in me was at work, I wasn't going to make it. I don't care what they were calling prayer for. I was answering I know I'm not married. I just want prayer. <laughs> that's, heart, that's my heart pro- posture of saying, I submit to this. And friends, as I submitted, as I, as I entered that hoopah, more and more and more freedom came. I'm no one special to the Lord in regards of what he does for people. That same invitation is present for you today. Sean, can you please come up? So I want to ask you, do you want to be made well? But rather than me just asking you this, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of the living God is asking you this question. Do you want to be made well? Not saying there's a magical answer here. Often the Lord works in processes. I see that in myself and other folks' journeys. But that heart posture of me bending my knees like I did on the ground in front of a toilet (laughs) in a psychiatric hospital. That was 30 years ago. I still have trouble. Not with that same issue, but Jesus promised this. I've never seen it on anyone's bumper sticker. In this world, you will have trouble. (laughs) But take heart, I've overcome the world. So this isn't about having zero trouble in our life. This is about letting the spirit of Christ work. So I'm going to invite you right now, if everyone can take out the communion elements And the word tells us in the book of John to do this in remembrance of him. And that's what we're remembering today. We're remembering the death, burial, burial, as Joe says it, and then resurrection of Christ from the dead. These elements and what they represent are powerful, not in and of themselves. It's a cracker and grape juice. 
But when taken in remembrance of the power of the living God, of that same power that's at work in you, is that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. This is life. This is submission. This is freedom. I'm going to invite you, as we take this, and you can open it now, I'm going to invite you to pray yourself quietly and ask the spirit of the living God to come, to submit yourself to his presence. Father, we take, we take the cracker and we take um, the bread that symbolizes your broken body that released this freedom for myself and for my brothers and sisters. We take it right now in remembrance of what you did on the cross. Go ahead and take it. Father, in the same way, Jesus took the wine and he said, this is my blood shed for you. And Father, we acknowledge our need of the blood of Christ. There is life in the blood. Father, we collectively and individually, we acknowledge and recognize our need of the redemptive power of Christ in our life today. So we take this, we drink this juice as a symbol of our joining with that expression. I'm going to ask those of you that are set to pray for people, if you would just stand up and go to different places in the room. And friends, I'm going to ask you to not pay any attention to who's around you. But please, if the spirit of the living God is speaking, please respond to that, not to me. Quite frankly, aside from wanting life for you, it doesn't matter to me if there's response. But if there's freedom you need in your heart, in your spirit, if you need to again submit yourself, for me it's not a one and deal time, right? It's a continual submission. Folks just want to pray for you, not to counsel you, okay? but to pray as you submit your heart to the living God. Sean's going to keep playing. I'll pray and then invite you guys, and then the service is done. Stay as we worship quietly. But again, God opposes the proud. He sets himself in battle ray against the proud, but he gives grace, the grace to live to the humble, to those that choose to put themselves under his protection and care, which is never meant for control. It's meant that you could have life and life abundant. Father, I pray for my friends right now. Pray for myself, Father, as even as you called Lazarus out from the grave, that same spirit is at work in my heart And that same spirit is at work in my brothers and sisters. Father, as we respond to you today, as we choose to humble ourselves, we say, yes, I want to be made well. Father, this is about our posture. This is about walking with the living God in the cool of the evening. We need you, Father. 
Holy Spirit, would you do what you were sent to? Would you bring comfort where it's necessary? Would you bring encouragement where there's weariness? Father, will you bring truth where lies have been established and believed and acted on? Father, would you lead us through the Holy Spirit into freedom? And most of all, will you show us the Father? Holy Spirit, do what you were sent to do right now as we humble ourselves before you. Friends, I want to just invite you, look around for prayer stations, and as we quietly worship, go ahead, bond to the spirit of the living God.